October 5th, 2021, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, now? Derek, Derek, you're about to go off uh, and, and make a new album. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on a little, you know what I'm saying, a little song, song. We about to go to the beach. Get some vibes. We've to the beach oh, house. They're gonna go you know record at the beach. Uh huh. We got a wow. we got a uh, somebody coming in doing chefing up. So we're gonna have two or three studio desks and just multiple people working just around the clock. And I'm gonna just be bouncing from studio room to studio room. So I like that, Derek. I got, I have some questions because I've always I've always thought it's really cool when an artist goes on location to record an album. Do you yeah. come in with like a bunch of material or are you like, hey, this whole process has to happen here for to, to kind of give it like a, this a singular feel and a singular vibe? Like, how does that actually work on the creative process wise? So personally with me, I'm just I don't like to I don't go into any studio session with anything pre-recorded. Just anytime I go into a studio session, like it's all off the cuff. Like right there, we make it fresh. Like I like to think of myself as a um, like a hibachi chef. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna make the food right in front of you, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna do a little train. We're gonna do all that, baby. So, you know, that's how that's I like cool. to do it. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. So how many what's the goal for the, the trip? How many tracks do you wanna come out with? Well, so the project that I got that I'm working on is primarily done. So now but I got stuck uh and I was like, yo, I need I need big records. So I just went and got all the homies that I know that that make the kind of music that I like. And I'm just going to throw them in there and say, yo, let's not leave until we have four bangers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the goal. So and then really it's that. But then also, you know, I, I made a promise to myself, like, I, like the last couple of years, I said I've worked hard enough in the sense of with music. Like I suffered, you know, doing the van tours and all of that. So like, I really wanted to just kind of reward the homies that's been there the whole time. So we just like, this is kind of like a vacation, but also at the same time, it's like, it's a workcation, you know, we getting work done, but. Those are my favorite. Yeah. It's a good thing. The other day I was, I was shopping at the grocery store and I came across, I was on the chips aisle and I came across Mm -hmm. wrap snacks and Mm -hmm. uh, the Migos and Cardi B were in, in stock I took a picture of it and I said, Hey Derek, what would your rap snack flavor be? And he was like, well, I really like the Cardi B, you know, the Migos sour cream and ranch is pretty good and stuff. I'm like, I know, but what was, what would yours be? And he goes like, Oh, I forget that I'm a rapper. That's what he told me. <laughs> he, he thought I was just asking for his advice on which, which one to buy. And, he, and I was like, no, I was just making a joke. Like the Derek minor rap snacks. What, what flavor would it be? And he was like, Oh, I forgot I'm a rapper. I, I forget all the time. I gonna lie. I think it's pretty clear yours would be hibachi flavored. And why has anyone made why has no one made hibachi potato chips? If I was walking and saw like hibachi potato what chips, what is hibachi be, to you? The hibachi is a cooking grill. What is yeah. a hibachi flavor? Yum it's, yum sauce. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It tastes like it tastes like the you know when you go to like the Japanese steakhouse. That sort of just aftertaste you have for about four hours. <laughs> it's that in Dorito form. <laughs> pretty cool. That's <laughs> Uh, the notorious Big is honey jalapeno. That's the those are uh, that's the leg- that's the legendary one. Those are the one. That's the one. That is the one. Amigos has favorite. not only chips but they have popcorn. Their their popcorn is white cheddar with a dab of ranch. Uh, that's where the Ro- dab came from. Uh, <laughs> Romeo Miller is barbecue and honey. Uh, These are like boozy. chips in the chip aisle. Yeah, but you got to go to a gas station that you probably not going to go to, Jamie. It's going to be a... Uh, I'll go to those gas stations. It's going to be a little sketch. Nah, I love the sketch. Yeah, it's going to have a bulletproof window um, <laughs> for the cashier. So you probably not going to go in that one. I used, to li- I used to live in the area with bulletproof windows. You guys, yeah, I bought Old Navy. You can buy a little Notorious B.I.G. shirt from them. It was like $12 or whatever. Uh-huh. I wore it and a lady sent me a message on Instagram. She said, I thought you were a Christian. 
Oh, I get that all the time. Don't worry about it. Just be like, I'm a value shopper. Yeah. I like hibachi flavors, so lay off, lady. <laughs> you know that Weren't his lyrics really bad? I thought you were a Christian. I was like, okay. Yeah. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, Pastor Derwin Gray joins us. And uh, we have slices. And at the end of the show, we have a game. No more British oh, phrases. Good. We have a game that has to do with college football. So we thought you guys, you know, it's fall. Mm, that's dope. Jamie, you should, you should have come back and said, oh, I didn't even know he's a musician. I just really liked his honey barbecue chip. Or his honey that's jalapeno. Exactly. Right. I don't, I just, honey jalapeno. So you tell me what's unchristian about honey jalapeno. Okay. There you go. <laughs> he's playing God. He is playing God. Those are not two flavors that mix in nature. But clearly, he's, he's in the wrong. Oh, man. You can buy them online. Look at that. Man, rap is fire. Look, them chips, I'm telling y'all, listen, I, and I'm not getting paid for this. This is just because I love y'all. Look, them rap biggie snacks. honey jalapeno go crazy. Like, I'm trying to tell you, they came up for the, they came out for the king. You know what I'm saying? They came out for them. They did I could get, now these are not hungry. cheap, you guys. No. I can get a pack of five right now off Amazon. Oh, it's a variety pack. So I really get 15 for $22. Hey, that look, that's a that's a steal. That's Cardi a steal. B's flavor is jerk barbecue. So Derek Miner would be hibachi. He'd be yum yum sauce. I thought you'd be like Nashville. Nah, heat. My, mine would be Nashville hot with uh, barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. That's that's what, that would be mine. It'd be Nashville hot for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. Memo from the S Top Three. I've been feeling sick since my sweet sixteen. Shining colors always seem to let me please. I'm rocking with that DAC key from DAC key. Said I'm feeling myself. You know that I got tunes under my belt. Who live who I care? Don't send me a bell. I'm rocking with that DAC key from DAC. You're listening to Oscar Welsh. The song is SW3. Well, today's show is brought to you by Baylor University. At Baylor's Truett Seminary, kingdom-minded men and women are equipped to follow their callings. Truett is accessible with campuses in Waco, Houston, and San Antonio, along with online classes as well. Truett also provides generous scholarships, awarding over $5 million to students each year. Baylor's Truett Seminary is for the church in Texas and beyond. Learn more at baylor.edu slash Truett. That's T-R-U-E-T-T. Baylor.edu slash Truett. Okay, it's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? Well, you know, guys, there's a lot of things to worry about in the world, okay? I always find myself lying awake at night, you know, worrying about, you know, not just not just things that are going on in, in life, but I'm talking about the big existential threats, you know? Yeah, global warming, we got meteors yeah. zipping around that sometimes we don't even see. We got to worry about AI, you know, we're talking about uh-huh, AI. Uh-huh. And at least I slept a little bit better last night because uh, some of my fears about artificial intelligence and its imminent takeover of humanity. That's been a fear that's been instilled in us with, with sci-fi movie after sci-fi movie. Felt a little bit better last night because I did a deep dive on the new Amazon product called Astro, which is, are, did you guys see the big debut no. of the new Amazon deal? Astro? No. Oh, oh mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the robot that follows you around the house. That's right? right. Like Astro, like Ast- Houston Astros? Uh, yeah, it, or like the, the Jetsons dog. Though they claim, yes, even, yes, though, yes, yes. Uh-huh. even though this looks remarkably similar to a robotic dog, they're like, oh, well, it's not named after the Jetsons dog. We just like the name. So that okay. makes sense. Um, but, you well, know, Amazon. Alexa, Astro, it kind of goes. Yeah, like but it is weird that it's a very famous cartoon robot dog that they've named theirs Future, after. Future, too, yeah. Yeah. But, but either way, so the, the, this new product, which they'll be selling for uh, $1,000, is mm-hmm. essentially an iPad with wheels. And it is, <laughs> just imagine like a little Wally looking kind of robot. The idea is that this robot will kind of drive around your. Your, your house and kind of be sort of like a mobile Alexa. Now you might ask, well, what else can it do? I mean, it does cost a thousand dollars after all. Well, great question. They released a demo video showing it doing a variety of things like scaring away a raccoon one time or <laughs> riding around the house or dancing with you or listen to this. It can charge. 
that's part of the video. <laughs> like it's like charges it's battery. <laughs> like just go sits on a charger. Like, well, thanks for showing that. What great functionality. And and you know, so they're trying to uh, position it as a device that can offer your home some security measures. Um, mm-hmm. It will. It also has some pretty creepy technology that you that's you know you could see Amazon collecting data about your home and the people entering it because mm-hmm. it does have facial recognition software that if you and your family are hanging out and one of the family members talking. It'll recognize their voice or their face and know the appropriate way to respond. But if you have a stranger in your house, like let's say you have a buddy come over to visit, it's just going to follow that person around the house because it doesn't recognize them until oh you kind of sync them up. It can also theoretically- like another dog. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure your actual dog will love this. Um, it can, you know, theoretically, it can offer some sort of like security solution, I guess, because it patrols your home. Though, if I'm a burglar and I'm breaking into your home and little Astro rolls up, I'm pretty sure I can just throw a blanket on him or one swift kick seems like it would do the do a pr- pretty, pretty uh, It's a thousand dollar thing to just easily steal. You can just, <laughs> you walk right you in. Just in just and <laughs> <laughs> I broke into this house to steal a cheap TV. They got an Astro. I can yeah, resell. I can resell. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, look at that. That's how I had a cup holder on it. Like, like yeah. you can have. Like, oh, I'm glad you, you said that, to- Cameron. It doesn't have hands. And so there's a point in the video where a couple, the the, the video, which you guys should all watch it because it's hilarious, unintentionally. The video opens with this couple and the, the husband is kind of nervously, but also proud, like looking at the Astro he's purchased, evidently without the permission of his wife, who is very of skeptical of him spending a thousand dollars on Astro. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. the end of the commercial cuts back to the couple and the wife is sitting on the couch and she doesn't look all that pleased still about uh, the husband dropping a thousand dollars on an i on an inferior iPad that has two giant wheels on it. And anyway, so the the Astro drives through the house. We are now taking the perspective from right behind Astro, like in like in a car movie, as it's navigating its way through the house with a beer bottle and a cup holder on it. Okay, and it drives to the couch where the wife is sitting doing about her husband wasting a thousand dollars on this it drives up to her with 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 like a heineken and she like picks it up cracks it open okay and this is like an upper you know she's like okay i guess i'm sold now and it's like that's all it took like i can toss you that beer from the kitchen someone had to load it on that cup holder it does not have hands you know like that seems like the most inconvenient way to deliver a beverage from one side of the house to the other like that, that that it makes no sense and and since it's uh you know kind of uh been um its debut motherboard which is a a site run by a tech site run by the the good folks at vice they've actually done a little bit of investigation and not only look at how there are serious privacy concerns with this device because of how it will store data about your home mm-hmm. and the people in it um, but the engi- but several engineers uh, that worked on the project anonymously gave Vice some pretty concerning quotes about the quality. Um, one said, Astro is terrible and will almost certainly throw itself down a flight of stairs if presented the opportunity. This is what they worked on. This is from another engineer. It is at best absurdist nonsense in marketing. At worst, potentially dangerous for anyone who actually rely on it for accessibility purposes. Like, hey, don't worry. Grandma's fine. We got her an Astro. Okay, just don't oh, worry. Man. All right, she'll be okay. She'll be okay. She's got an Astro. So oh uh, it, it, it is like that. I think Amazon's just either either AI is just not a big deal, and we don't got to worry about it because this is this is the threat that it poses, or Amazon is has so much money and so few ideas that they're just churning stuff out like this. Like it, I, I I don't know what their anticipation is. Is, but I don't know who, what the market is for this. It's a, kind of a baffling device. But I mean, I'm not going to even lie. This looks like one of those things you see in the back of an airplane magazine. You know, the airplane magazine. Yes. Uh, Sky yeah. Mall. Yeah. yeah, Sky Sky Mall. This Sky is Mall. definitely very Sky Molly. Uh, can, can you imagine you're just laying Sky in bed, Molly. middle of the night and you just hear it roll up and it's just watching no. you? Freaking me out. Yeah. Well, how about this? How about this? It's Christmas morning. Beep, you're beep, like, beep. your family's like, hey, we got you something big this year. We got you a big present. Why don't you open it up? And you're like, 
Oh, great. It's an Astro. What am I, you know, I guess, I guess, can someone need it in the kitchen to get me a drink? <laughs> like, <laughs> need it in the kitchen. <laughs> oh my God. I like tech, but yeah, this one's kind of pointless. I have, Skymall, we have baby. a robot here. I have it here yeah. in my house. Jesse worked remotely for years yeah. and, and I found this robot online that uh, is about three feet tall and an iPad would be the head of it. And Jesse would be the face on the iPad screen and he could remotely control it from Virginia. And he would just drive this robot around the office and like come up to people, talk to them, give tours to fans who came into the podcast. It's like the original Astro. Yeah. Except it it was Jesse. At least, at least Jesse was part of the equation, not just some weird robot device. It it had one, it had one critical design flaw and that is, uh, it appeared to have a governor on it because I would have to start, I would have to start making my way into the meeting about 15 minutes before. I would roll very slowly by people's desks looking at them going, can you pick me up? Can you pick me up? Just carry me back. Somebody pick yeah. me up because it's my battery's low here. I could be stranded again. Yeah. They're going to start without me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have, we do have a robot, a Jesse robot. It's in my garage right yeah. now. We haven't used it in a little while. All right. What do you have, Jamie? All right. Well, Kenneth Copeland um, is That's taking a guy. really bold. He's, he's the funniest guy on the world. On Friday's world. podcast, we brought Baptist news. Today, we're on the other end of the spectrum. Let's, bringing Kenneth news. let's see what let's see what Big Money Kenny talking about now, baby. All let's right, go. Big Money Kenny is advising ministries who are have, have travel around. You know, they're doing their ministries. They're traveling evangelists. He's advising them to find other ways to travel to avoid airline vaccine ma- mandates, which he relates to the mark of the beast. Mm. Uh, so he was on a victory thon fundraiser and he said, you know, you get into this situation. We're not going to let you fly unless you're vaccinated. And then he said, well, to me, that's the mark of the ve- mark of the beast. And um, so he was asking people to donate so that he would be able to travel on a private jet, no, which funny thing is, third private in, jet. I was going to say in 2019, it was reported that he, um, Already has two private jets and come on, big money, an, Kenny. Maybe an airport, even. I don't know. Uh, so that's what he's saying this year is that um, he's asking people to donate so he can get another private jet so he can continue to travel. And he's also advising all of us people who might travel to get private uh, to jets. do ministry. Go get you a private, private to jet. To get a private jet. I'm about to get, I told y'all, it's jet season. I'm finna get me one. <laughs> I, I, I love huh. that that Copeland huh. and those cats just stop even trying anymore. Like on that same telethon, <laughs> they had like Jesse Duplantis on there. Did you see and he, that? Did and you he literally what he said, uh, he literally said, he, he was like, you know, the reason Jesus hasn't come back, the reason the second coming, because people people aren't giving enough to Jesse Duplantis Ministries. I know God the Father's up there. He's like, as soon as the donations start pouring them, he's like, all right, Jesus, go get them. Go get them. But he's waiting on the donations. It's like I, they literally stopped trying to not be heretical. Yeah, they just don't hear anything. I cannot even believe it. <laughs> I did. It was the funniest thing I ever seen. It's, it's like sad. It's like sad funny, though. It's not like it's, yeah. it's, it, was, it's, it was like a day. Yeah, like for real. <laughs> like, I'm like legitimately sad for the people who are in their house watching that, thinking, "Well, it's me. I'm not giving enough. I need to give more so that Jesus can do what He needs to do." And then they're living in guilt and shame for not being able to give their, you know, thirty mm-hmm. percent of their paycheck mm-hmm. instead of ten percent to this ministry. And, mm-hmm. and, and ministry is power. in very loose quotes because <laughs> the clips I saw didn't contain much actual ministry other than them bragging about their wealth in one breath and then yes. deciding that their wealth wasn't enough in the next. Like, it was so weird. It was like, hey, listen, we're going to brag about how many millions of dollars God has given us, and then we're going to tell you why you aren't giving enough. It's like, you guys, you humans are insane. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. There's yeah. a catastrophe on the border. There is, you know, a whole uh, region of the world has been plunged into instability and humanitarian. The need for humanitarian aid and services for ministries is is among the highest in our lifetime, thanks to a variety of factors. And we're sitting here watching, you know, a, a bunch of criminals you know, conducting organized crime openly under the guise of ministry. Those Man. guys. Uh, listen, well, you just called them criminals. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, 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 that's a criminal. What, what crime? Sure. 
I mean, lying. Organize. Yeah, lying. I, I, that's that's <laughs> crime number one. Lying. It, it, it sure seems like it's a sin. Uh, yeah, it, well, it, that's I, a lie. I, I, lying, lying. Okay. Is, how about, how you can't go to jail for lying. How about a moral? How about, how about, how about a moral crimes? I'll say that. It may, but but at the same time, they're like operating the Baptist moral crimes. Oh no, those are actual like crime that crimes. Yeah, those are those are uh, that's some crime crimes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, but, crime, but I mean crime crimes. I mean, but look, it's not all that surprising when one of them, you know, gets you know, <laughs> it's it's not like they had the, those televangelists have a sterling uh, reputation for not committing financial fraud. <laughs> like, give me, I'm not like it's, it wouldn't be surprising if they are committing crimes. But the whole point is this: like they're openly heretical, and it, yeah. it, to the point I'll where. It's not even what they're preaching doesn't even no longer resembles Christianity. Like yeah. it no longer resembles the message of Christ. And it's like, what are they even trying to accomplish anymore? They're other trying than to get money. That, you know what yeah. they're trying to accomplish. They're hey, trying to get they're trying to get the third plane. <laughs> yeah. he, needs, he needs a bigger third one. All right. What do you have, Derek? What crime are you going to report on? <laughs> nah, uh, uh, there's a clown shortage uh-oh. In Northern what? Ireland, clown so, shortage. So I mean, obviously, they, if they want to recruit, they can, can we just send come our over televangelists here. over there? They're yeah, clowns. Like, hey, come we over got here. too many we clowns. Plenty, we got plenty of clowns to send over there. We got a surplus, surplus right of clowns, now. Clowns, yeah. but uh, according to David Duffy, co-owner of Duffy Circus, who is appealing for people from Northern Ireland to become clowns, the COVID nineteen pandemic has caused a shortage of performers. And as many return home from their countries when the first lockdown came into force in 2020, according to Mr. Duffy. But it's like, what makes a good clown? Someone who's willing to make themselves vulnerable. So like right now, people just, you know, they don't feel like putting the, you know, the face paint on and all that, man. They're like, look, man, I'm going through it. I need a clown to entertain me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I suggest you just come over here and cut on some good old American TV and you can get all the clowns you want. You yep. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Christian TV is full you of get all, You get all the clowns you want. Oh, my God. We've seen a spike in clowns. <laughs> I'm it's crazy. You, I think, you know. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Supply chain. I can't believe you. I can't believe you said they're commit, committing crimes like the organized crime, like the but, mob. Yeah, come on, man! You can't tell me that. And you know, I'm not. I shouldn't say this, but you can't tell me some of them jokers don't look like a villain origin story in Batman. <laughs> like, just come on, keep it real, now. That that's one thing that we haven't seen in a comic book yet. Is we need a, a preacher villain. Like mm. it's like. Like, some of these guys, for real, to me, seem like villains. Now, here's what I am going to say. I don't know these dudes. They could be they, they could be misguided. They could be a plethora of things. But I could tell you this. You can't sit up here and tell me Jesus ain't came back because we ain't paid the bill yet. Now, right. I'm just not going to sit up here and yeah, listen to that. that? That's just crazy. You're just not going to get me on that one. Yeah, but but, yeah. I, but I mean, like, I, maybe those guys aren't actively committing crimes, but I mean, they don't seem too hesitant to have cohorts that they're, you know, Jim Baker committed a bunch of financial crimes and he's still out there, mm. you know, selling that's of survival gruel, you know what I mean? Like mm. on Christian TV for some reason. That like, man Peter Popoff went to jail. He went to straight. Yeah, he went to jail. He's still out here. For, for yeah. Oftentimes they're preying on the vulnerable as well. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I would guess, and this is totally just me assuming, but I would guess that the that most of their donations come from like middle class or even way less than that because mm-hmm. they're praying off the vulnerable and they're, they're offering them like, if you give to us, then you're going to receive all these blessings. And that's not Christ-like for sure. It's actually the opposite of Christ-like. Like it's, uh, it's like, it's the I, other And way. I just want to note too, that this is two weeks in a row that Jesse has come out and, and, oh, and brought light to organized crime. Yeah, mm, ML, MLMs. I really do feel like are a lot of them walk the line of fraud. I think we have a very, segment here, very, Cameron. Uh, uh, Jesse finds the criminals. Yeah, I just yeah. play the SVU gavel thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah, little spicy, spicy little place this segment there. See, Derek tried to lighten it up with the clowns, and then we're back to televangelists again. <laughs> All right, <laughs> stay tuned. Up next, Darren Gray joins us.
You're listening to Television Blonde. The song is Daisy. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Is something preventing you from being happy or achieving your goals or keeping you from experiencing peace? With the heaviness of all that's happening in our world, it can be difficult to find purpose and joy sometimes. And that is why there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy. They will assess your needs and match you with your very own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating in under 24 hours and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and message your counselor anytime. To top it all off, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. As a relevant podcast listener, we want you to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash relevant. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash relevant to save 10% off your first month. Well, Duran Gray joins us today. He's a former NFL player turned pastor and founder of Transformation Church in South Carolina. In addition to his role as a pastor, he speaks at conferences around the U.S. sharing his story of God's faithfulness. He's also the author of several books, including The Good Life, Building a Multi-Ethnic Church, and his newest book, God, Do You Hear Me?, which came out last week. We sat down with him to discuss the purpose of prayer and how Christians can use prayer to become a reflection of Jesus in the world. Here is Tyler Huckabee's conversation with Darren Gray. don't always do this, but I am curious in this case, because you're, you, you write a lot. Um, why this book? At what point did you feel like this is, this is the subject that I want to tackle for, for this, this time, for this writing? I wrote, God, do you hear me? Discovering the prayer that God always answers. Because number one, um, I have a passion for Jesus and his kingdom. And number two, I have a passion for people to discover Jesus and his kingdom. And prayer is like the front door that opens up and we walk into this beautiful home with all of these rooms. And in each room is an attribute of God, uh, 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 the ways of God, the passion of God, and, and there are gifts in those rooms. And, and we begin to walk in and we kind of say, okay, this is what I need, this is what I need. But what you find is prayer is so much more than asking for what we need because Matthew 6, 8 says God already knows what we need. And then Jesus says it again in Matthew 6, 32, God already knows that we need. So we spend so much time asking God for things, but we don't ask God for God. is not primarily about getting stuff. Prayer is the stuff of intimacy with a Father that loves us. One of the beautiful things that Jesus did, because in the Old Testament, God has various names that that reveal his various actions, right? And so when when Moses is, is being used by God to deliver the children of Israel, God gives him his sacred name, Yahweh, I am that I am. It means a self-existent, eternal, mighty one. And throughout scripture, we see that God is the father of Israel and that Israel is called his son. And then when we see Jesus, like Jesus is the eternal son of God in human flesh. And he says, for us to call him father, the Aramaic word that Jesus used was, was Abba. And the closest that we can get for English is the word Papa. And Papa is a term of endearment. It's a term of intimacy. It's a term of tenderness. Like we serve a God who has all power and all tenderness. We serve a God who is just and who is gracious. These attributes are not in competition, but they overflow out of God's divine love. God is love. So therefore he is father. Therefore he is tender. Therefore he is just. Therefore he is holy. And so prayer is God saying, 
I want you to see me. And I want you to learn from me. I want you to experience my power because you're my image bearer. And so when we deduce prayer to like a, um, a mantra or a spiritual ATM or superstition, we're really not praying. We're actually using God and God doesn't want to be used. God wants to be worshiped because in our worship, we become who we were created to be. And that's image bearers of Jesus. Can you, you're, you're orbiting this topic a little bit, but I wonder if you could delve into it a little bit more. These, these misconceptions that we get about yeah. prayer as a vending machine, a mantra, a magic spell, there's any number of things. Could you maybe unpack a little bit how these things seep into our our own personal prayer life, yeah. our, our churches, our culture, and what that's cost us and how you're trying to correct that in the book. I think it's important for all of us to understand that we are a localized people. That's a word that philosophers or sociologists will, will use, that, that we are localized in a context. So as people in the West and even uh, in various parts of Europe, they're listening as well. <clears throat> we are what's called children of the enlightenment. Way long time ago, 1600, 1700s, 1500s, the enlightenment took place. What's the enlightenment? Uh, Rene Descartes, a Christian philosopher, was combating atheism and he came up with a philosophical thought that he thought would prevent atheism, but actually brought in a secular sacred divide. And what he said is, I think, therefore I am. Before Descartes launched that into to, to, to the world, it was because there is a God. And if you wasn't a Christian, there were other gods that defined who you were. You didn't define who you were, your higher being. And so as Christians, I am because of the great I am. He's the one that we live and move and, and have our being. So once the Enlightenment project began to sweep through Europe, sweep through America, it has made us hyper individualized. In other words, instead of when we read the Lord's Prayer, it says our Father, but the way we read it is my Father. does not change God's mind. Prayer changes us so that we can understand the mind of God. Philippians 2.5, we have the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ is one of saying, not my will be done, but thy will be done. And so what I've tried to do from over two decades of praying for, you know, 20 years of, of ministry is I wanna help people see the prayers we're praying is like splashing in mud puddles compared to what God wants us to do. God doesn't want to be used, he wants to be worshiped. Let me say that again. We're so accustomed to using people that we even want to use God. We, we pray more for jobs, we pray more for things that go our way, but very rarely do we pray, uh, Father, today will you overwhelm me with your love? that I would see Jesus afresh so much so that I love him more than anything. And that his love is molding me. And even through the fire of hard things, it's a good thing because you're using it to make me like Christ. And today, I want to bear witness to your kingdom. Um, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to serve people today. So often, we pray very self-centric prayers, and this is a God-centric prayer. I have a, a daughter that's 25, and I got a son that's 21. And when they were younger, they would ask for things that were not in their best interest. And because I love them, I didn't give it to them. Well, the Lord's prayer is God saying, I'm showing you what's in your best interest. Join me in this prayer. Become who I created you to be. That was Derwin Gray. You can hear more of that conversation over at RelevantMagazine.com. 
Check it out. All right, stay tuned up next. It's Mystery Mascot. Listening to Mark E. Bassey. The song is Bowie. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it's time for... Mystery Mascot! This game is called Mystery Mascot. Okay, I'm going to read you the intro that Tyler wrote. Here we go. The feel of the old pigskin, the sound of the crowd cheering, the thrill of the game. College football! is a celebration of tradition. While the two teams battle it out for gridiron glory, it's truly the things that they share that unites them beyond the competition. And one thing every college football team has in common is some sort of insane mascot. Mm. Seriously, as a full-grown adult, I will never understand why every college in the country insists on continuing to pay some unlucky student to dress up as something people 200 years ago thought was cool so that he or she can run around the stupidest costume in 100 Ouch. miles in the same direction to do little cartwheels whenever there's a touchdown insanity. That was Tyler. Ouch. Okay, anyway. Every team has a mascot and sometimes there's a gulf between the team name and the mascot on the field. In this game, you will be given the name of a college football team and you simply have to describe the mascot to the best of your ability. I'm talking the physical thing that's running around the field, okay? Oh, no. You'll oh, get three no. points if you describe it perfectly, two points if you get close, one point if you're in the right ballpark, and no points if you're completely wrong. I'm just going to mm. tell you the school and the mascot, and you have to describe what is on the field at the game. Okay? Got it? Got All right. It. First up, Jesse, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Describe their mascot. The Ohio State Buckeyes, I want to say it's a big red mountain. Mm-mm. No. Is that it's it? not at all. Not even close. Oh. No, it's it's his, the mascot is Brutus, the Buckeye, yeah. and his head it's a big is a very circle, large huh? nut. It's a very large nut. It's brown and tan. The face is tan oh. and brown, and then it's just like a normal human body. Who, who is the baseball cap on? Huh? Who is the red mountain? Mm-hmm. I know there's one. I thought the it was Hilltoppers. That's yes. the Hilltoppers. That's, That's like right. Bowling Green or something like That's that. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, Derek. The Texas Christian University Horned Frogs describe their mascot. Um, it's a frog. I mean, that's true. Uh, it got horns on it. Um, it, yeah. and it's, it's purple. Nope. All right, it's gray. Okay. It's gray, and it is a big frog. And it has like the scaly bumps, you know, and it has like the arms have spikes and stuff like that. But it's a big old gray frog, frog. In, a, in a football outfit. So I was yeah. right. Except for the color. Yeah. Yeah, right, you, you get two points. You get two points. Two points to hear you feel me. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jamie, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Describe their mascot. Mm. Uh, I some holy water. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons is uh, a regular body outfit. Like a, it's a person, and you can see that it's a person. And then they have a head on that is white, and it has demon eyes and demon horns. Sheesh. That's what it I is think a, it is. It is a white old man with a top hat. 
don't don't How you, you a demon and a deacon though? That's the I, crazy. I was gonna say. Was guessing. How about when they're coming up? They're like, hey, what would be the scariest mascot? What about an old mean guy in ministry? How about that? Yeah, you mean like, well, you mean like Bob? He always wears that top hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna make a. Remember that one elder? Remember that one elder who's just real mean? He's just a real demon. Let's make. I don't want to play that guy. That guy's that's like, that guy's throwing bows down in the post. Like he's playing cheap and dirty down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesse, you're up. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Describe their mascot. I a corn husk. Well, I'm I'm assuming it's a giant cob of corn that is mid husk that is protruding from its husk, but not totally de husk. Uh, uh, he's being prepared to be husked by a husker. Is that correct? It's it's a little boy named Lil Red, and he was wearing red overalls, and he has a overalls. red ball cap, and that's it. Lil Red, like Dennis the Menace, like a kind of little little. Uh-huh. Is it so? But it's just a person on the field with red overalls, right? It's it's not a suit, is it? No, it's just red overalls. Just, just a little boy in red overalls is the mascot. <laughs> I think it's a grown person, though. Wait, hold on, um, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. It's not. It's not like a comical, whimsical, like Pixar-looking child no. mascot suit with no. red overalls. It's no. not an actual child in red overalls. It's just no. a grown man. Pretending to be a child. Acting like a child. On the sideline of a football game. Can I just say... This feels predatorial. It seems a little creepy. It seems a little offsetting for reasons that's like... "Mm, I I gotta see this. Yeah, I don't think it's a great idea, guys. You know? All right. Who's next? I'm forgetting. Jamie, are you up? Derek's up. Okay, here we go. All right, Derek. The Stanford University Cardinals. What's their mascot? Stanford University Cardinals? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a, a a a red bird. Uh, it's a red bird in a. It has a on the ascot. On the what? It is a large, terrifyingly scary tree. What? It is what? a tree. tree? Yeah, it's a tree. Uh huh. Yeah, Why? I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try and uh, hold on. Send you this lie. to you. Yeah. I did look up the Nebraska, and I think it is like a, a person with a kid's head, like a mascot Pixar-looking head on. Dog, this is ridiculous. I okay. just looked up this tree. This is the scariest thing. Can, can, you, can you imagine this being the thing at the that ma- nightmares are made of? Can you be at the, at the big, you know, like March Madness mascot hangout, and everyone's just kind of milling around, and they're in their big funny heads <laughs> and suits, the and, and there's just one guy in overalls, just like a dude with like no shirt on, who's pretending he's a boy, like a little kid, and you're like. Oh boy, who invited uh, Nebraska? The Nebraska corn, uh, the creepy cornhusker dudes here. He's acting, right. like, he, he's acting like he's seven and he's wearing overalls. Jamie, the Miami Hurricanes describe their mascot. The Miami Hurricanes. Miami Hurricanes. Um, oh, you gotta I know believe, this one. I I don't, but I'm gonna guess. I believe that it's some kind of costume that is a big wave. That's what I think it is. You think it's a big wave running around the field? Uh, like, no, you know, a it's, hurricane wave. It's a it's a it's a seagull outfit. It's a it's a big bird. Wearing... So they're the birds. No, they're the Miami hurricanes. Birds. But it's like you know, they're at the beach. So there's seagulls everywhere. Miami. Okay. You know? Okay. All right, Jesse. The Evergreen State College Geoducks. Describe. That's their... a lot of words you just threw at me. Evergreen State <laughs> Geoducks. Uh huh. I think it's probably a grown man uh, who is uh, wearing overalls. He's <laughs> uh, got a big lollipop and with this like swirls on it. And he just strolls up and down the sidelines. And that's, you know, why not? Why not? Nebraska's doing it. Okay, I am texting it to you because I don't know how to describe what I'm looking at. It is, I think, weed in a oh in a joint. I don't know what it is. It's a oh, look at your no. text. Do you know what a geoduck is? No. What is that? So it's it like looks a like a pickle and like a taco. No, it's like a clam, and it's like a little uh. Like people eat them. Like I've seen a like. There's like these challenges, and I think Korea where they eat these things raw. Like Google a geoduck. Like it's some sort of uh, oyster type creature, and some people eat them like raw. It, it looks right. like they could only afford half the costume. Like it's like the head and like the 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 weird 
like vest thing it's wearing look pretty good but then you notice yeah. that bare legs are hanging out of basketball shorts down below and you're like you couldn't have got this guy pants <laughs> all right derek the purdue university boilermakers um is a a, a big old crock pot no it's a man wearing a hard hat who carrying around a sledgehammer it's like it's, it's right, a boilermaker like he i don't know working on the i don't know uh, I've never. I don't, Is I don't Derek know the only it. one with points? Yes, uh, <laughs> Jamie, you can change that right now. The Xavier University Musketeers. Oh, this is a, a guy on a horse who is. Uh, he has a sword and he's going off to fight. Again, I'm sending it to y'all. It's a big old blue puff. It looks like a oh Muppet. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it is. I don't know how that's a Musketeer. It looks a like a Sesame Street character. Yeah, it looks like but a stuffle up against playful. time. At least it's playful. It looks playful. like a bad acid settling. trip is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jesse, the St. Louis University Billikens. Billikens? Yes. I don't even I, I I don't even know what a billikin is, and so my I can only venture a guess that this is a grown man who's wearing <laughs> no uh, um a billikin. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they went off script and just did like a, a, a cool like big you know cuddly looking dog uh, mascot because no one Ooh. knows what a billikin is. It is a looks like an ice demon. It looks like it's like a, awesome. I just sent it to y'all. It's like a big ice oh my demon. Gosh. I don't know what it is. All right, Derek, the Webster University Gorlocks. What is their mascot? Uh, a Gorlock is a winged creature that sits on top of buildings and uh, turns into oh, um, stone. It's a gargoyle. At, yeah, <laughs> the Gorlocks are the, the, the black cousins of gargoyles. <laughs> Uh, it's like the gar- Gorlocks are from the African version of the the Gargoyle. So Webster University Gorlocks. It's basically a big orange dog. That's I just sent it to you. All right, okay. and All right. Um, here's here we'll do the last one. Here's the last one, here, Jamie. The Wichita State Shockers. Wichita State Shockers. Yeah. Um. I think that they are a big green puffy ball of fur. It kind of like the old other mascot we just did. I think it's, I think it's, they just went for the literal thing of a lightning bolt. Shocking. Shocking. Like if you saw this in real life, it would be shocking. It it looks like a, like a, oh my gosh. (laughs) This is a gnome headed scary person. Oh, yeah, that mug is terrifying. If you saw that in it the dark, like a, you'd be shocked. It looks like a bad 90s uh, low-budget horror film. See, th- but these mascots aren't pumping anybody up. No one's excited when <laughs> when any of them are out there, okay? If I was in college, I would. I, 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 the first thing I do, if I was like in charge of the athletics or the marketing department, I'd be like, look, we're scrapping the whole mascot thing. We're going to hire yeah. a new C-list celebrity every year, and that's going to be the mascot. How would you like Wayne Knight, the guy who played Newman, to run out on the court before every game? Everyone's like, oh, Newman's out here, guys. It's the Wayne Knights. Like every, we- every year, I just switch out for another C-list celebrity who's probably going to think it's pretty cool. And I'm telling you, what do you think fans are to get more excited about. I think you're onto something. You know, some uh, 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 some random college kid in a goofy dinosaur costume, costume, or somebody played one of the Huxtables on one of the seasons of the Cosby <laughs> Show. Like, they're, oh, I was wondering how Theo's doing. There he is. Look, he's right here on the sidelines. He's doing great. I mean, Texas has Matthew McConaughey as their mascot. Yeah, we basically. do. All right, all right, so, all right. Yeah, there you go. He's not C-list, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's true. That's Maddie. All right. Maddie Ice. So Derek is the winner of wow. Wow. Mystery Mascot. Congratulations. Bye. It was a shutout, wasn't Did it? Yeah, a trophy. Oh, that's impressive. You just get the satisfaction of knowing that you could describe a horned frog. We, we got you a pair accurately. of 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 red overalls. That uh, <laughs> um, it's a mascot costume. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Y'all do know that Everyone I was a mascot in high it. school. No what? way. What, we're what, not. What, what, yeah. what was it? We were the knights. I'll send y'all a picture later. I'll find one. That's awesome. I had a big head that I that I wore and then this like blue bodysuit with the little shield on the front and back. Yeah. Can I ask a question, Jane? When you put that on, okay, when mm-hmm. you're all, all geared up in mascot mode, did you kind of feel your personality change? Like, were you just like, I'm going to just go nuts here because I'm no longer Jamie. I am the knight. 
I actually like tried out. I was the only one that tried out. So I made it, uh, you know, pretty easily my senior year because uh, I didn't have anything else to do. So you and didn't show it. any mascot skills. You just were no. the only one who signed up. I was the only one that signed up for tryouts that day. So I automatically got it. And then I loved it because I just got to be on the field and I could watch football easier. And I always got in trouble by the cheer coach. She's like, Jamie, you're supposed to be doing these cheers. And I'm like, I'm not a cheerleader. I'm just the mascot. And I want to watch this game. It's fourth and one. What were you going to do? And so that's why I liked it so much i like it that's well, there yeah. you go yeah. well before we wrap it up i want to thank derwin gray for joining us today you can hear more from him over at relevantmagazine.com and also make sure to check out his new book god do you hear me it just came out also while you're at the site make sure to check out the new issue of relevant magazine we have incredible conversations with the likes of erwin mcmanus natalie bergman julia newbell jessica chastain uh, Jennifer Hudson, so many others. It's available for free and ad-free thanks to UHSM. Go check it out. Just click on the magazine tab right there at the site. Also, make sure to follow Relevant on all the socials. We're on Facebook and Twitter posting every day. Uh, we're on Instagram posting occasionally. And uh, it's a great way to stay in the loop of what's going on and also answer the question of the week and other podcast things. Oh, follow us uh, on Twitter at Relevant Podcast too. We have a specific uh, podcast account there. Check it out. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. I like hibachi flavors, so lay off, lady. Relevant Podcast Network.